the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Thank you so much for tuning in today to Your Discipleship Coach partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. In today's show, it's going to be part one of a two-part series on prayer. So in this show, in part one, we're going to talk about the context of prayer, and we're going to talk about how that will help us as we apply biblical truth in our life. We're going to set the stage for next week's show, and we're going to talk through several different prayer models that you can use. But this show is all about answering the question, what is prayer, as we talk about the context of prayer. The International Standard Bible Encyclopedia defines prayer like this. Prayer is... Communion with God, usually comprising petition, adoration, praise, confession, and thanksgiving. The ultimate object of prayer in both the Old Testament and the New Testament is not merely the good of the petitioner, but the honor of God's name. This is what prayer is. So to break all of that encyclopedic definition of prayer. Here's what prayer is. It's a communion with God. When we talk about praying or prayer, we're talking about being in communion or in common union with God, where we may ask of him, where we may give praise and attributions of praise to him. It's where we might confess our sins or offer our gratitudes unto the Lord. The goal of prayer, many people pray because they have prayer requests and and we pray to God so we can have God provide us with comfort or whatever the need that we have. We, We pray that our needs would be met by God. And we even preach this, that God answers prayer. We can bring our requests and petitions to him. What's remarkable about prayer is it is not limited to the benefit of the recipient. See, prayer at the core even has a higher priority on honoring God. Prayer does benefit the one who prays, but prayer exists to give honor and glory to our God. 
So to break it down at, at just a kind of the, a baseline understanding, prayer is not about getting what we want. Prayer is about surrendering what we want to live peaceably through faith so we can execute what God wants in our lives. We're asking for God's will, not our own. A famous author, Richard Foster, writes this, to pray is to change. Prayer, he writes, is the central platform God uses to transform us. So if we're using prayer to ask, we need to also look at the other side, that God is utilizing prayer to transform us. I like to think of it like this. In life, we try to do many things. And if we want to be successful at something, we put a lot of energy into it. We, we give time, we give money, we give effort, and we try to do things well. And we work hard and we try to accomplish. We work overtime. We enlist people just so we can accomplish something. I liken that, uh, if you were to use a water illustration, at, at being in a rowboat where we are rowing the boat. We're, we're moving from one destination to another. We're driving it. We're doing the work. But when we pray and we call on God, we, we access the power of the Father and the presence of the Father. We access the power of the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit and of the Son, Jesus Christ. It's no longer like being in a rowboat. Prayer becomes like we are in a sailboat, where it's not about how much work we do to achieve, but can we catch the wind that the Father is providing? See, prayer is is powerful. Prayer is more than just asking for something for ourselves. It, prayer is a weapon. It's it's the most powerful weapon we have against or in, in a realm of spiritual warfare. Listen to what 2 Corinthians chapter 10 tells us, verses 3 and 4. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. So prayer helps us engage in this spiritual realm. What's interesting is I've heard many Christians say, I'm not going to do anything about this. I'm just going to pray about it. And I want to tell you, because I know you're sharp listeners, you're, you're growing in your faith, you're exploring God, you're mature in him. But be reminded of this truth. Prayer is not a substitute for action. Prayer becomes an empowerment for action, where when we align with the power of God and the Holy Spirit of God, we now have power to act or to align our behaviors with the Word of God. As you're listening today, you're listening to your discipleship coach, and we're talking about prayer, the context of prayer. And, and that really is what prayer is, is a context. See, prayer should be the context of everything. The context of the entire life of a believer. Philippians records these words. Do not be anxious about anything. But here's the word, in everything. In everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So prayer is this framework for our life and how we live our life. But prayer is more than just us speaking to God. I often define prayer 
this way. Prayer is listening to and talking with God. Prayer is about spending time just listening to God. It's also talking with him, meaning we talk to him, we, we wait for a response. Maybe, maybe it's a feeling, maybe it's a check in our gut, maybe it's something right out of the scripture, and we dialogue back and forth with God. This is prayer, remembering that prayer is truly all about God. Yes, it includes praying our requests and presenting our needs to God. But let's remember that we call on God in prayer because God is the one who has all of the power. God is the one that delivers answers. See, the truth is, prayer is about aligning with the will of God. Prayer is about the presence of God. I can recall one time when I was in college, and I tell the story all of the time, where I was uh, in a prayer room in my my college dormitory. I had just gotten off uh, working 3 to 11 at a convenience store, and we were to throw out uh, day-old sandwiches, which I did, but on my way out, I took this garbage bag full of those day-old sandwiches, and I took it to my dorm. And when I got back there, I would often share these day-old sandwiches uh, with all of those that were living in my dorm room. And then I would go into a prayer room about 11.30, 11.45 at night with a sandwich. And there's one time there's a friend of mine. We were eating one of these day-old sandwiches on the fifth story in a residential hall in Minneapolis, Minnesota, North Central University. When I was there, we began to pray and to talk with God. We would talk with him and and listen to him and sit in his presence And it was in that moment, one of the few times in my life, it seemed as if God was with me almost physically. I'm not saying that I saw him with my eyes or I could literally reach out and and touch him. But I have to say, just in that moment of dialogue with God, his presence was so evident. It was as if he was sitting right there in the room. As we get into the second half of the show in just a few minutes, I'm going to start off with another story about a time that I had in prayer with God and how God spoke to me. And what I'm about to share with you is what I call the red beanbag chair experience. I believe that every single person on the planet needs a red beanbag chair experience. So in a little bit, we're going to go to the second segment, and I want you to turn up the radio. I want you to to gear up the speakers because I want you to engage in the story about the red beanbag chair experience. Now, let's remember, we're talking about prayer. Prayer is the context of everything. In the second half of the show, after I talk through that story, we're going to talk about praying and calling on God and how God answers our prayers. Do you know that God doesn't answer just what we hope for? God doesn't answer the things that we wish for. What God does is he answers what we pray for. And when we pray according to God's will, he hears us and he answers us and tells us great and unsearchable things that we don't even know. So hang in there as we gear to the second half of the show. And I share the story about the red beanbag chair experience. I hope you're enjoying this 
this uh, show as we talk about prayer and the context of prayer. Right now, you're listening to your discipleship coach partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, your host, and I thank you for being with me on this side of the show. Thank you for listening right here. Hold on tight as we talk about the Red Beanbag Chair Experience. Thanks for listening in right now. And you're listening on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And we're back. Thank you so much for staying tuned. You're listening to your discipleship coach partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth in everyday life as you pursue Christ. Hey, in the first half of the show, we've been talking about prayer and the context of prayer, and we're going to continue doing that. I just told a story about a prayer room experience, but I, as I promised, I'm going to tell you the story about a red beanbag chair experience. When I was uh, actually in college, I would spend time in my dorm room and I would I would read my Bible, whether or not my roommate was there or not. But I would pray when my roommate was gone because I wanted some private time of prayer. And I, I had a literal red beanbag that was in my room. And I would always pray on my red beanbag chair. Now, I like to say every believer needs what I call a red beanbag chair experience. Through a time of prayer, I was actually at a state university studying music. I was a music major. And in that time of prayer, God placed new direction on my life. And I, I received this calling to vocational ministry. God was calling me to serve the church and the body of Christ and local communities as as a pastor. And so in that time of prayer on a red beanbag chair, God talked to me, this Christian, and gave me a new direction for my life. Now, I believe that every believer out there listening to the Lord is grateful that you're saved. But I, I want to say, whether it's a red beanbag or not, you need this experience of just waiting in the presence of God so he can speak to you, give clarity and direction and purpose into your life. So that's my just introduction to the red beanbag chair experience. And it sort of reiterates what we introduced at the front end of the show. The prayer is about listening to and talking with God. But see, it's also about discovering God's will. And that's what happened on my red beanbag chair. Another, I guess, component of prayer is prayer requests. Now, I've talked about what prayer is. I've talked about it being honoring to God. But it also includes us bringing our requests to God. Listen to the words of an Old Testament prophet. We read Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Call to me and I will answer you and will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. What we learn from the prophet is that we need to call on God so God will answer us. In other words, we learn that when we dialogue with God in prayer and we call to him and we cry out to him, we seek him, we pray to him, that God responds in remarkable ways. In other words, what God knows is more than what we know. 
What God does is beyond our ability. Answers that God has can be immeasurably more than anything we can ask or imagine. So when we call on God, he answers in powerful ways. Now, there's a verse that suggests this, that that's not Old Testament, but, but New Testament. Here's what Matthew writes. Matthew writes this in Matthew chapter 7, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Let, let's, let's just hear what, what we're learning from Matthew. When you ask, it is given. When you seek, it is found. When you knock, it is opened. Somehow, some way, in God's sovereignty, with all of the knowledge that he has, he, he knows everything, he responds in love to our call to him, to our conversation with him, to our prayer with him. It's so amazing to me that a loving God would, would do this. And James, it explains how, how we can, can mess this up. Listen to what James chapter 4 teaches us. It says this, and we're talking about prayer. You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. Then it goes on to say, when you ask, you you do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your own passions. What we learn here is God says, you're not receiving answers because you actually have not asked of me. But many of you, when you ask, you're asking selfishly rather than asking my will to be done. So it is true when we call, God responds and answers. It's true that when we ask, it's given. When we seek, it's found. When we knock, it's open. But there's something about the purity of our motives. See, when prayer is about us and what we want and what we receive, we're behaving with wrong motives. But when prayer is about what God wants, what God grants, what God is up to, then we we see great things happen. In other words, James goes on to teach in James chapter 5 that if anyone, here's what he says in verse 5, chapter, chapter 5, verse 13. Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Then he says this, And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord, here's how he responds, will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Here's here's what James is saying to us. As we talk about prayer and the context of prayer, we're setting up next week's show, and we're going to talk about different models of prayer. But we have to know this, that whether we are in times of pain or if we're in times of joy, the command is the same, that we should pray. When there's suffering in our life, when there's suffering in the life of one of our children or a brother and sister in Christ, the command here in James, the the teaching is that we pray, we call to God because when we ask, he answers. And then it says when we're cheerful with an attitude of prayer and praise, we should sing and bring 
praise and glory and honor to God. What we do is we engage with the presence of God through prayer, whether our circumstances are negative or positive. See, God's presence is not based on the level of your circumstance. He's not with you only in the positive times. He's not with you only in the negative times. He doesn't stay with you and leave you and stay with you and leave you. God never leaves you. God never forsakes you. So when things are hard and difficult and dry, when you're in trials, Pray and call on God because he answers prayer. When things are going well, call and pray and give glory to God because he's still there. Even he, we talk about doing ministry, praying for others, those that are, are sick. I love what this says. See, prayer is not just only personal. It says when someone is sick, listen to this. We ought to call elders of the church together and pray. Anoint them with oil. This anointing with oil is interesting. Um, I don't know what what you uh, know about anointing oil, but here's just a nugget. I did a little research. Uh, Anointing oil was used as either an outward sign of an inward power of prayer. So in other words, prayer is this, this, this dialogue with God. It's not seen. And oil is this, this symbol of that. Or more likely, it's like a sacramental vehicle of power. It's like a, a sacrament almost that, that shows uh, uh, an image of divine power. So when you read about anointing oil, what we're doing is acknowledging not the healing components of the oil. And there were oils that, that were involved in healing, but it's all about the power of God. The power of God is so important in our lives, and that power is accessed through prayer. In a recent show, I had a guest on, Dr. Mike Rakes. He's the president of Evangel University, and he was talking about a tragedy in his life and how prayer uh, was was sustaining to him, how faith in God was sustaining to him. And he called out on God, and God didn't answer the prayer the way that he was imagining. So he needed to lean into the relationship beyond leaning into his request. And here's what he learned, that prayer of faith is not just about getting what you want, but a prayer of faith is sustaining for us when we don't get what we want. So prayer is about aligning what we believe with how we behave. See, our role is to pray. Our role is to call on God. God's role is to answer the prayers. So don't take the power into your own hands. Hey, in our next show, we're going to talk about four prayer models, two devotional, one evangelistic, and one ministry prayer model. So you're going to want to stay tuned uh, here next week as as we talk about that. We've been talking about prayer this whole show. And if you're interested in receiving coaching, maybe even spiritual coaching on our website at my discipleship or your we offer a free coaching readiness assessment. Just visit your discipleship and access that. Hey, I want to thank you for listening today to your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I want you to know that I'm for you. And I want you to know that God is 
is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? I thank you so much for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach. I'm Michael Smith, your host, and you've been listening today on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. God bless you. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.